perfect ETF for your portfolio just got simpler. Filter and compare with the easy ETFs. Try not to gaslight yourself, you know, be patient. And it's a lot of it, I'm telling you, a lot of it's going to do with intuition. You know, if you win yourself over, you'll be able to back yourself all the way. You know, if you got gassed into it, like people are telling you, like, you know, your DMs, oh, dude, 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 hey, dude, dude. Like, based on all of that, you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then you move on it. You haven't won yourself over. Like, do you know what I mean? So, so I think a lot of it, entrepreneurship for me is such um, an emotional self-learning journey. And I'll always refer it to, like, self. You will know when you're like, okay, cool. You know what? Except for, like, this side hustle, I'm not doing it justice. Like, this thing deserves more. And once you're at that stage where you feel like it deserves more of your time, of your energy, of your focus, th- then... I think, you know, your body will tell you. Welcome to Easy Does It, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications, your cool guide to investing. In January 2020, an interesting report was released by Henley Business School. And the report showed that 27% of working South Africans at the time had a side hustle. 27% is a big number, right? So these are people that had extra side jobs that they do in their spare time, you know, to raise some extra cash, to pursue some sort of a passion, and were constantly reminded that having multiple streams of income is important, right? And one of the obvious benefits of having one or more side hustles is better security. You know, you want to avoid putting all your eggs in one basket. A pandemic like COVID-19 happens, and it's the side hustle that keeps you going. That's what saves you. Right, It helps you to invest, to pay off some of your debt, to even reward yourself. And worldwide, more and more people are starting their own businesses on the side. So today's episode is dedicated to the side hustles, right? To the dreamers. (laughs) My name is DJ At Large and welcome to the Easy Does It podcast, your cool guide to investing. This is the question for today's episode, right? How do you turn a passion, an interest, a hobby into a hustle? And how do you turn that side hustle into a business? So I've invited a very successful entrepreneur to help us with this. He is the brains behind the sneaker shack. He is the founder, the CEO, a very, very busy man. But I somehow was able to tie him down. His name is Lolo Njovu. Welcome to the Easy Does It podcast. And thank you so much for pulling through, brother. Teppo, thanks for having me, dude. Oh, man. I'm just glad that I had you. I've been chasing you for quite some time. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, man, I understand. You're busy, you're CEO. You've got a fantastic business. So I'm just happy that you were able to make time to come to the podcast. And before we, we dive into the conversation about side hustles and speaking a bit about your business, right? At the beginning of every episode, I usually have a random money question. But because I knew you were pulling through, I was like, eh, I'm actually going to change it up a little bit, yeah. right? So I've got a random sneaker question for you. Of all the sneakers you own, and I know you own a lot. I know you potentially. own hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> right? If you could only wear one of them for the rest of your life, which pair would you choose and why? Like, even if they've been discontinued, it, do- it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have okay. one that you can only rock. You know what? I think I would actually rock the ones I'm rocking right now. So these are the Adidas Ultra 4Ds. And I'll tell you why. Because, you know, although sneakers are kind of known to be like this hype thing and I'm still at the comfort stage. Okay. You know, so okay. if they feel good, if, if I can walk in them, I mean, every day shoe kind of guy. 
Are you an everyday nah, shoe kind of guy? Every day. I expected you to be like a serious nah, sneakerhead. Nah, like nah, I nah. eat, I dream, and put on my sneaker. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite simply that's it. You know, I'm like you know a good runner for me does the trick, man. Like um, okay. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty simple in that sense. So can't go wrong. Adidas Ultra 4D for me right now. Um, you, you even showed me them. They look really dope. That would be my choice. Yeah, they look really choice, dope. Yeah, they I look really, them. really cool. I love them all my heart. And, and where did this love for, for sneakers, for kicks even originate from? And do you remember the first sneaker that you actually bought? Like with your own money? I, I think it's, it's since childhood, man. You know, I'm, I, I'm a huge sports fan. And, you know, you kind of grew up watching, um, you know, athletes. And like, you know, athletes and sneakers are, are synonymous, you know. So it's just been a, a childhood thing, which has uh, just kind of grown over time. You know, I, I can't really pinpoint like a, a day or in, you know okay. like most people would say like oh yeah i remember when jordan you know first came out and like, that was the guy uh for me it's a little bit more vague like it's just opaque like so like i i, I don't know but it's, okay. it's definitely rooted in childhood you know it's definitely rooted in your childhood uh, absolutely yeah cool so, so for those who the first time they hear about the sneaker shackers now which is an absolute shame I mean, can you tell us a bit about your business? What do you guys actually do at the Sneaker Shack? Sneaker Shack is a sneaker laundry service. And we just try to make your kicks last longer. So that's our whole thing is like, we try to base practice, you know, based on the materials. There's a bit of a science behind it. Treating sneakers, making them last longer. Yes, it's also about the fresh element looking cool, looking fresh. But the bigger idea is like, listen, if we can keep things for longer by maintaining them better, you know, we're reducing things like this, this you know, fast moving consumer kind of you know behavior of like just you know materialism and consumerism i mean if we can slow that down by allowing you know utepo to to keep his his converse for a year or two longer just because he's you know he's maintained them well then sneaker shack has essentially done its job you know so oh, we're in the sneaker care business uh but like we also in the kind of conscious consumerism business absolutely love that and it makes sense because if i'm a sneakerhead right and i know in my budget i buy sneakers once a month mm. if my sneakers can last a little bit longer then i'm actually saving a little bit more i don't have to spend as much so yeah i absolutely love the business i love what your stores look like it don't oh, they don't look like a normal <laughs> store like um, well, am i at a cafe what's going on it's a cafe <laughs> it's a cafe i absolutely love what your stores look like it looks absolutely amazing and you know lola i want us to rewind back to the moment you decided to turn this passion into an actual business you know what sparked this idea you know what pushed you to open up the first store i know it was a pop-up store so i just wanted you to just rewind back for us so the first one was a pop-up it was in maboneng mm-hmm. You know, and, and to be fair, it's, I mean, it wasn't all that serious, you know, like we were just having fun with this thing and like this, this idea of sneaky cleaning was like, you know, a, b- a bit of a thing at the time. And, you know, we were kind of not doing much at that time, to be <laughs> You're fair. You're keeping it simple, you like, know? let's so let we let weren't doing much. And it's like, this is simple. Like, execution, we can nail this one, right? This one we can nail. Mabaneng's at Hub, you know, there's a lot of young people. So things can get done pretty quickly. You know, long story short is we got a space. We, we, we did the whole setup and it was a vibe. You know, and like every week and every week we're getting busier and busier and like we're like, yo, Oaks, like we gotta take this a little more serious. <laughs> like it was becoming a bit like, okay, wait, this is we gotta start being serious about it. Yeah. And and then I think it's it's about four years ago now we'd be like, Okay, cool, you know what? Time for the big step. We closed Mabuneng, went straight to Bryanston, um, and I think from day one it's just been quite the experience. And and, and today we're we're about seven stores deep. Jeez. 
yeah dude it's just such a crazy journey you know and i can't say we didn't plan for it i mean of course after a while you're like okay we can do something (laughs) yeah we we can do something uh but it's just been an amazing journey man and and i want us to to stay in that moment right did you guys have any startup capital when you were starting at baboneng you talk a lot about we so i'm assuming there's a team around you what were the challenges of actually just starting it out you know because when you have an idea and you tell people it's like ah you guys are cleaning sneakers but you still pushed through so i just wanted to just touch on that you know did you have any sort of financing capital you know after university i fell into a a logistics business okay you know i was lucky enough to kind of push you know a little bit on that side you know make some money so essentially self-funded sneaky shack growth Mm -hmm. but at the time you know it it wasn't massive fun so you know it did feel like okay cool you know if if it works it's cool if it doesn't work you know that's also cool and the reason why i speak about we is that like although it's on on a capital side it's kind of like a solo thing you know i i I consider the first two three hires that i made as like part of the team it was our thing you know so i can't really say you know because i was an entrepreneur it's like my thing no like i mean the first few guys like we did all the mistakes together like yeah no we fucked up a lot of things together you know so um that's why i kind of see it as we and like you know you know unfortunately not all of us are kind of in the team still you know i think just naturally things grow and and visions you know change but like you know i'll, I'll always consider it as like you know a group effort in that in those early stages can you think back to one of the big mistakes you guys did at the early stages where you're like but what were we thinking oh my god why did we do this there, there was a guy <laughs> i'm not gonna name his name i think he's still around in Baboneng, and he was a he was a, a handyman Okay. So handyman. to speak. Yeah. Okay. So to speak. So to speak. Handyman. handyman. Okay, cool. <laughs> so we just got our setup and we're like, oh, we need fans in this in this thing because like we're getting a bit of heart. Okay. Who do we call the bubbling handyman? Like, yo, pull through. Pull through. We need you. This is what we need. He's like, okay, cool. Here's the invoice. Pay me up front and then I'll go get the fans. Amateurs, right? So we're like, yeah, no problem. Money. Pay the money. Handyman. Dololo, gone. Oh, man. You know, and like he surfaced after like a couple of months and we're like, yo, dude, like... What happened? What happened? Nigga's like ignorant. Like he's like, he's like, I don't know, like... You know, so so just some some weird stuff, you know, um, you know, also funny, but um, those early mistakes were just kind of like, (laughs) dude, like, are you serious? Like, we're just trying to get started, you know? And this is what you do to us? We were just trying to get started. It was crazy, yeah. I want to talk about the person that has a passion. Cooking, it could be writing, it could be teaching, it could be selling. What are the steps to consider, right, when you now want to turn this thing into a side hustle? Because obviously you guys just had an idea. And you're like, okay, cool, maybe we can set up something in the morning. What are some of the things that one should consider? Like, I have a passion I can cook, but to, to move it from cooking, passion, to an actual side hustle. What are some of the things that, that you'd say we need to consider? I think the first thing is, I think you've got to be a little bit honest with yourself. I, mm-hmm. think, I think that's the first thing. And, and you got to give yourself, like, a, a good look in the mirror and be like, yo, okay, if I was to to make this mainstream you know what are the pros and what are the cons like you know what am i getting what am i losing Mm. you know and that process you know could take you a while but essentially you've got to win yourself over don't gaslight yourself and i I think that's the thing that people you know like it's it's been a good two weeks you just started this new thing now all of a sudden you want to go mainstream do you know i mean so like i think try not to gaslight yourself you know be be patient and it's a lot of it i'm telling you a lot of it's going to do with intuition you know if you win yourself over you'll be able to back yourself all the way you know if you got gassed into it like people are telling you like you know your dms oh, dude, dude dude hey dude dude and you like based on all of that you're like oh okay cool and then you move on it you haven't won yourself over like do you know what i mean so so i think a lot of it um entrepreneurship for me is such 
such a like um, um, an emotional self-learning journey and i'll always refer it to like self you will know when when you're like okay cool you know what tap with like this side hustle i'm not doing it justice like okay. this thing deserves more and once you're at that stage where you feel like it deserves more of your time, of your energy, of your focus, th- then I think, you know, you, your body will tell you like, okay, cool. You know, like, so I love what you're saying. So, you know, the pros and cons and then letting your intuition be the one that guides you, not people. Because, hey, hype will get you into deep trouble. Yeah. You know, I was reading a very interesting article on you um, yesterday, actually, and I chuckled a little bit. I want to ask about these out-of-the-box ideas these creative side hustle ideas right is that the way to go or should you just adopt an existing idea but just execute it better and it's something that that you said in an article you know about how you were traveling you saw something very similar abroad you're like this could work in south africa i don't have to create something new I'm just gotta you know do it a little bit differently what are yeah. your thoughts on that should you want always look for something out of this world like fantastically crazy innovative or just do the basics, but do the basics really well. Yeah, look, I mean, I don't want to block, you know, any creative. That, <laughs> you know, any creative that's like, listen, yo, I'm I'm the next, like, Kanye. You know, like, <laughs> and you want to go, like, full wide. Like, I'm all for that, fam. Like, you know, go, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, but I think, you know, my method really is like, and, and maybe this is a bit of my sort of conservative side kind of, you know, peeping out is like, you know, I'm really good at, at being very objective, you know, so I, I look at something super objectively and be like, okay, What's but like on? on balance though, is it good or is it bad? Like on straight balance, you know, and if I find a deficit on the bad side and I can, you know, create a bit of a surplus, like be like, okay, cool, this is how I could do, do it better, then I don't have to reinvent much, like, mm-hmm. like to get what I'm saying, but that's my method, you know, that's how my, my creativity comes about, that's how I think about my own creativity, you know, others go full, like full span, you know, which is, which is dope, you know, um, you know, I, I find that a little bit scary because like that's super vulnerable, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that's a vulnerable place to be. So, you know, I, I don't think there's much harm in, in playing in either side, you know, don't think that, you know, creativity equals having to reinvent the wheel now and, and it goes back to knowing yourself yeah. because you know yourself you know what what your mind can come up with mm. you know what you're comfortable with you know what you can push so i i really like that answer at what point right does one then turn the side hustle into an actual business and this is a great one because it takes us all the way back to my morning so you guys have set this thing up in my morning it's happening attention everybody wants a piece of you guys everybody's bringing the issue even they're all sneakers from 19 who knows they're bringing them and you guys realize actually this needs to be a business what's happening that tells you this needs to become a business the results you know so i think for us um and i'll use one let's say one way of telling okay you know so it, it might not be results at, 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 at a, in a different business but for us it was really informed by like yo like we busy you know and like you know it's not people hyping us up it's like customers saying yo look like i'm only in Maboning like every second week dude like it would be so great if you guys were closer right so oh no because you know and then we're like oh yeah listen by the way Maboning is just like weekend vibe actually so we're only treating these guys that like uh, you know that are, are coming for in the market and if they remember to bring their sneakers on the way to the market, then we've won, you know, and then we're like, okay, how do we make this simpler for these guys? Like, so we're trying to think of less friction. How do we make it simpler for them? So like, you know, like we're thinking that we want to be at that place where if you run out of butter or like you, you run out of milk or like, you know, you need to go get garlic bread for the braai. Like you go to that center, that's the center we need to be at because mm-hmm. like, you know, it laundries that thing where you just kind of, you know, jump into your you. car, you know, yeah. that's the idea there where it was like saying, okay, cool. You know what? Our customers are struggling to come to us. They're not going to do this forever. Like, yeah. so, the, so at some point in time, you need to make it easy. They're not going to make, yeah. So, so this, this commitment is a huge commitment from them. 
they're not going to do this forever we're going to meet them halfway here you know and, and that was the step like okay we're gonna meet them halfway but that means like completely like yo guys we're going to Bryanston type thing like <laughs> we're so moving up we, we're moving out we're gonna know? get serious so now. we're gonna get serious you know and i think from there you know we kicked into gear like quite fast like you know getting the right you know shop fitties in and you know like reading up about leases and all that kind of stuff you know different ball game but we stepped up and you know and like one of the things that i, I really hold uh, dear to me I, I can't remember who who said it or coined it or whatever is like in life you know every different chapter of your life will always require a different part of you or a different side yes, of you yes. or a different kind of you yeah you know so i you know we kind of preach that like okay guys like from Abenin to Bryanston, this is going to require us to be like professional, like we need, business we need people. To get, we need to get our stuff together. <laughs> yeah, now. dude. So we like started formalizing things, you know, like having menus written up and like this is this is that. Yeah, and we just went to we just went to work, man. And, and there's a couple of things I'm picking up. So the one is the money. The money is coming in, so you're starting yeah. to see this good activity. Yeah. Two, it's feedback from clients. Yeah. Because now it's not hype masters, not people who are just saying, "Yeah, I know you're trending, so we're gonna hype you up." But it's people who are like, "Yeah, I, I love I love what you guys do." Yeah. Ah, but me, I live all the way in Tembisa. Yeah. Like y'all need to make a plan. Like so, it's getting feedback from from all your clients. But three, it's now also cool. We need to up our game, and upping our game means research. It means reading. It means thinking about how do we do things professionally. Absolutely. Perhaps even speaking to mentors and looking at what other businesses are doing. So you know, I absolutely, absolutely love love how humble, how organic, how real the story is. I I just absolutely love how you guys have just you know just grown. And and I want to rewind a little bit back to money because you sort of mentioned it at the beginning in terms of how did you guys actually started out. How important is it for a business owner, a CEO, a founder to manage money well? Because I've found that mm. if you're bad with your own personal money, yeah. there is no way you're all of a sudden going to become the best person with company finances. And so, so, so what are your thoughts on this? No, I think I think that's spot on. It's it's a muscle memory. If you can't respect yourself, it's hard to respect others. You know, if you can't respect money, it's it's your own money. It's hard to respect other people's money. So like, I think the way you know I see it is like it's you really cannot assume that you don't quite understand the value of money, but somehow you're going to grow this thing into like a multi-million rand thing. Like there's a lot in there which you need to just kind of figure out. The formula is simple. It's like, you know, respect this thing and it will respect you back. You know, and it's not to say that your financial literacy needs to be on point. No, it's just having this idea of like, you, you put money into a business, you, you create a product or a service, but you need to get more from what you're putting in. I mean, th that's the simple equation. Yeah. And I, I know it sounds so simple, but like a lot of people miss that like basic step in the beginning, you know? So there's a lot of people that do do well, you know, being dyslexic or something. So, 100%, uh, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and they've done super well, you know, uh, it's pretty universal to say that like your attitude around money needs to be pretty healthy. Yeah, because um, also, because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, at you guys, you have the pop-up store, you're yeah. making some sort of money. You're not blowing that money. You're not at Gonka having a great time. Absolutely. Because you're already thinking, we need a second store. Yeah. Where's the second store going to go? It's not going to come from thin air. Yeah. So some of the things are just intuitive. It's like, we need to plan ahead. We need to think differently. That doesn't require you to be a genius. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and that's the thing. You don't need like an accounting degree to figure out that, look, like we're going to need cash to grow. If you think that, nah, we're blowing this shit out the park, more customers are going to come for tonight, guys, let's conquer, let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know, at the same time, it's like, at that point for me, it's not even about the money like are you respecting your vision though like do you get like now you're kind of you're selling your own vision short so like how's that vision supposed to meet you at that place like not, you've yeah. got to respect it you know yeah. if you nurture that vision i promise you like it, it, things will happen it, it, they happen things you will know happen. they do happen and I, I just i just fear that people try to outsource all the kind of discipline you can't outsource like 
that type of discipline. You have to have it. You, you've got to, your, your company's going to embed that. I mean, you know, you know that, that's where that that growth comes from. Oh man, I love it. So of course we've got we've got entrepreneurs, we've got dreamers, we've got the hustlers listening to the show. Um, what advice do you have um, for those looking to start a side hustle? I think in your journey. You, you've done so much, you know, and there's so many lessons that, that you've learned personally. What's the one that stands out for you where you're like, actually, if I was starting this business again, this is the one thing I'd need to, to remember from the jump. So I've got this thing where like, for me, fear holds me back quite a lot, you know, so like back yourself as well. Like if you think like, yo, kid, like this is dope. I could like, do this. And you're the only one in your room thinking like, this is dope, like do it, like try, you know what I'm saying? So like, I think that's my thing is like, there's a lot of noise out there. Like people are like successful as hell and like you're on Instagram, and you're thinking to yourself like yo this thing that i just kind of try to put together myself yo i don't even know like i wonder if it's gonna work and people go, you know and you, and you end up shelving something you know and then like have you had that weird thing happen where like you see something like oh that, you know what I, I had the same idea you know <laughs> that thing kills you like that it kills you like you're like oh my god okay so but don't see it as like a like oh damn you know i should have done that like saying oh you know what like that validates my creativity mm. like i'm actually validated like yo like okay cool so i'm on some sort of level here yeah so like i love that, that that next thing then you should back yourself because like that last thing you slept on yourself fine you know you were, you were dealing you're with scared. some fears yeah, and things were okay going on. okay all right you know you saw it somewhere else validated you then you're like okay you know what Ndwana, shop okay i i'm it means I i'm okay this. yeah <laughs> it means I, I, i'm on some sort of level you know and then i think yeah so, so for me it's just back yourself you know um I, I think a lot of people are a lot more creative than they give themselves credit for. Oh, um, a lot of people are a lot more entrepreneurial than they give themselves credit for. You're facing a lot of noise around school, getting a job, but the safety, the, the fear mongering around like paying bills. You're sure, you know, I think we're all there, but like, you know, as, as far as a side hustle goes, because, you know, like, I mean, essentially it is the side hustle, like, give yourself that opportunity to like express the creative side of yours obviously i want people to go to the sneaker shack where are all the stores located the beauty of the podcast is we've got listeners globally you know so hopefully one day we'll have a store in europe Eish. sneaker shack in europe you know Eish. america yeah, yeah russia <laughs> but small yeah, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> so i mean where are all your stores located how do we get in touch with you guys perhaps i've got my my, my all-star sitting somewhere I'm, I'm scared to even wear them i don't want people to laugh but i'm like actually i could take it to the sneaker shack yeah. get them loved up and and looking good so where, where do we get in touch with you guys no dope. we've essentially focused our growth on joburg because i know we, we know joburg so at the moment, we're in Bryanston, that's the first store we did. And then we did uh, Rosebank, which is our now flagship store. We're also in Four Ways, uh, in Four Ways Crossings uh, Shopping Centre. You can also find us in Santon, Mandela Square, we're there. In Linksfield, at uh, the Neighbourhood Market. We're also in Cape Town, so we did our first branch in Cape Town. Well, second branch in Cape Town. First one, COVID happened. Timing, it happens. Uh, yeah, so and then we've got uh, Gardens in, in, in Kloof, Cape Town. And then we've got Blueberry in Honeydew coming like, in a couple of days, actually. They're opening in a couple of days. So Jeez, are you moving real that's fast. That's going to be interesting, yeah. And next year, we, we, we're looking to double the growth. So next year, we're going to... Now we're at seven. By the end of next year, we should be about a 14 branch. So yeah, the team's doing a really fantastic job. And I think it's, it's testament to the discipline because, you know, at the end of the day, like because the concept is so simple you can also mess things up quite fast you know because like we, we're saying we will clean your sneakers better than you yeah. and if, if we don't then it's like well what's the what's point what's the point exactly <laughs> so we live in that gray area of like yo have to deliver. we've got to make it better so I, I but i think that's the thing it's like once you're in that environment for like 
two three months then it's like second nature you know so like i think the growth is testament to like the disciplines that we've put in place so um it's been really dope dude. oh man lola it was a pleasure having you on the easy does it podcast what a beautiful story beautiful business humble discipline like i say uh for me the my, my dream for you is in america That's los dude. angeles we're coming they should see a speaker shack yeah, abu dhabi abu dhabi <laughs> where we will be there with our all-stars to get them clean that's how we do on the easy does it podcast your cool guide to investing and today it was all about the side hustles 101 easy does it that's how we do a big shout out to you for hanging out with us don't forget to subscribe we are on spotify and apple podcast let us know what you think of this episode on twitter and insta our handle is at easy equities